figured what better way to start a sermon than to embarrass myself. Um, so be prepared. So when I was in elementary school, okay, I, I used to wear my brother's clothes to school. And now, <laughs> little nerdy Brittany used to have like straight across bangs, like these little tiny circle glasses, like a little tiny low ponytail. And I would just be covered in like my brother's clothes, whether it was a t-shirt or a hoodie. It didn't really matter if it was hot outside or not, okay? And I used to wear his basketball shorts, which were pants on me because my brother's five years older than me. And so a little awkward. Um, and then to add to the embarrassment that my elementary career was, it just progressed into middle school. Um, when I was in middle school, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you call like a scene queen, okay? That's what I'm gonna call it because <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Um, because there is this scene called emo, and if you were emo, then you had to be like dark and depressing and like mysterious, and that was not me at all. So we always called it um, being seen, which Jeremy Pullen knows what this is, um, but I have a picture of it, and my fiance is here, and I don't think he's ever seen this. <laughs> And so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know, okay, so my hair part used to start from like the temple and go like completely over. Um, <laughs> you guys should take that down. Okay, so at that time, actually, we were in Hollywood, and I'll just tell you right now, when you're like a scene person, okay, you wore like all the weird clothes. It didn't matter if it matched. It didn't matter like the more the merrier. So we're in Hollywood right now and it's gotta be 95 degrees. And I just want, um, you can't see the lower half, but I have tights on, okay, like, like legging tights, like full tights, um, with a striped dress, a t-shirt under my dress, I don't know, and a hoodie, okay? Heat stroke, but it didn't matter because I looked what I thought was <laughs> okay, take it down, jeez, okay. And so I just, like, <laughs> y'all, thank you. <laughs> and so I don't, like, I wish I could describe to you what it was like when I was in middle school because that, that looks super weird, but that was what, like, everybody looked like, okay? That's like, if you did not have the parted hair from the temple all the way over, you were lame. Okay, if you did not wear like glasses, you were lame. But I didn't even have cool glasses. They were like little tiny grandma glasses is what my sister used to call them. They weren't even cute, okay? But I thought I was a total babe. And the truth is, is that I dress like that because that's what everybody around me dressed like, right? I, I let all my peers and I let all my friends be the loudest influence in my life. Right? I let them boss my decisions. I let them dictate, how am I gonna do my hair? Is my hair gonna start from here or am I gonna have normal hair, okay? I let them all dictate my actions and my decisions. And I looked to everybody else on what I was supposed to do, on what I was supposed to wear. How is my hair supposed to look? How's my eyeliner supposed to look? Turns out your eyeliner only goes on your eye line. Um, mine went like my whole uh, lid of my eye. Um, super weird, okay? So I looked to everybody else. And I don't know if you guys were anything like me, probably not, because I'm sure none of us in here have ever felt the need to just want to fit in, right? We, I, 
I'm sure none of us in here, we've never felt the need to like, man, I just want everybody to like me. I just want everybody to know who I am. I just want to fit in so bad. See, the Bible says in John that we don't belong to this world, right? We're only simply in it. So if the world hates you, then that's okay because you're not actually a part of the world. So naturally, if you feel like I don't fit in, right? I, I, I don't get along well. I just, I just don't fit in with my peers. I don't really fit into this. That's okay because you're not actually supposed to fit in to the world. And see, sometimes we let all of these other people decide who we're gonna be, right? We let all of these other people decide what we're gonna wear, how we're gonna dress, what we're gonna look like. And in all reality is that, guys, when we ask Jesus to come into our heart, right? When we asked him to be Lord of our life, when we asked him to take away all of the bad things that we've done, that's when we give up that right for everybody else to speak into who we should be. See, the only one that should determine where our life goes, what we do or what we look like is the one who created it. And maybe this is something you've never thought about before. Like, Okay, well, who, who do I actually let influence my life? Who do I actually let speak louder than God's voice? And tonight, I just, I just want us to look at some ways to know, is Jesus being that person for you, right? Is Jesus being the one that's influencing you? Is Jesus the one that's helping you decide what you should wear today? Is Jesus being the Lord over your life? Is he the one who carries the authority in your life or to somebody else. And so tonight I want us to look at if we actually have Jesus as our Lord, right? I want us to see, man, is Jesus actually the Lord over my life? And the first thing you need to think about is what's the most influential thing in your life? Right, see, what consumes you? What do you run to when you feel overwhelmed or who do you run to when you feel overwhelmed? Is it church that influences you? Is it the pastors here that influence you? Is Jesus the first person that you run to when you feel overwhelmed? Is Jesus the first person that you go to when you need advice? Or is it your friends? Are your friends who you're running to when you don't know what you're supposed to do? When you need advice, right? Is it sports that's the most influential for you? Maybe for some of us, it's social media, right? Maybe for some of us, it's our favorite YouTube person that we don't even know, right? Whatever video games they're gonna play, I wanna play it. Whatever kind of makeup they wear, I wanna wear. Whatever kind of clothes they wear, I wanna wear that too. And see, for me, this is social media, right? Is it our Instagram followers that we don't know who they even are? Is that who's the most influential for you? For me, I know that I can catch myself time and time again where I'm just mindlessly scrolling through social media, right? I'm just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram, not even thinking about anything, just looking at pictures and tapping them, right? To like them, give them a little heart. And all of a sudden, I notice that I'm saying things that I wouldn't usually say, right? I taught JL the other day what swerve means. Okay, learn that on social media. You're welcome. It's kind of embarrassing. I don't know if I used it correctly. I don't know. And I, and I start to find myself being discontent with like the clothes that I'm wearing. And all of a sudden,
I want to go out and I want to buy like brand new clothes. Or, or some of the people that I follow on Instagram, not even knowing that they're influencing my life, I now want to change my entire house because I hate everything in it. <laughs> That's true, okay? That gets expensive, all right? Don't do that. But, but we do it mindlessly, just scrolling through. I had no idea that these things were influencing me. And now I went from being grateful and I went to being thankful for the clothes that I have to now feeling discontent. See, the Bible says in 1 John 2.17a, and this world is fading away along with everything people crave. See, whatever you let influence your life will ultimately dictate your life. And all these things that influence us, they're temporary, right? They're gonna fade away. And when all of that's gone, what are you actually left with? See, the Bible says in Romans 12 too, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, the second thing to know if God is truly the Lord over our life is who has control, you or God, right? Who's actually controlling your life, you or God? And, and I know that when we think about like Jesus, we think about like this really cool, like, man, I love the saving part of Jesus that he has to offer me. And I love the repentance part that he offers me that like, if I sin, cause we know we're gonna sin. But if I sin, I love that he forgives me. Man, that's just, whew, that's the best, right? The Bible says that when we ask for forgiveness, he forgets all of it. And I don't know about you guys, but man, do I love that unconditional love, no strings attached kind of love that Jesus offers us. But that whole control thing, we're not so keen on, right? We, we like to be in control, right? I like to have control over the friends that I choose to hang out with. I like to be in control of how I treat my teachers at school. I like to be in control of all of it. I like to be in control of what I'm gonna eat for lunch. I want to be in control. But there's a lot of us who in just a couple months, we're all gonna be graduating. And, and I just wonder, right, do you have so much control over your future plans that you've already mapped out the college you wanna go to, you've already made the arrangements of how to get there, the car plan that you're gonna have, you're gonna have the food plan figured out, you have control of all of this. But I just wonder, have you even included Jesus into those plans? See, Jeremiah 10:23 says, I know, Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. In other words, we don't have control of it. See, and I think there's some of us who we're scared to let go of control, right? We're scared to let go of that control because man, we love, we love being able to control that, right? We love being able to control who our friends are. We love being able to control things that we wanna do. We love to control our own plans. And I think some of us, we're scared to let that go because somehow, We've tried that in the past and we've been left heartbroken, All right? Somehow we've gotten the nerve to be like, okay, God, I'm gonna give you everything. And then somehow everything turns to crap, All right? And, and so we hold on to that of like, I'm not, mm -mm, 
I'm not letting go of control because I know what has happened in the past. See, one of the lies that the enemy tells us is that you can handle it way better than God can, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that. Maybe it's just me, right? You don't, you don't need to trust God. How about you just trust yourself? You're pretty cool. You could do this. You got this all on your own. You don't need God, right? Somehow he's, he's let you down in the past. Or maybe, maybe for you, you've been hearing, you know, why even go to 4640, right? Why even go to conference? I got a homecoming dance. I can make money at a job. Church doesn't pay me. Church just asks for my money, right? Or, or sometimes it's like, <laughs> I'm only in high school one time, right? That's it. I'm gonna go hang out with my friends instead of coming to church. Now, I I like kind of got this idea of like, yeah, I could surrender control to Jesus. Sure, that sounds easy. So I surrendered all control except one part because come on, baby steps. We're gonna take a little by little. And and this one part was one area that I've honestly, truthfully never trusted God with, ever. And, And it's been my most hesitating thing to ever release control with. And that was who I'm gonna marry. And now, I know this sounds silly, but for some reason, I was like, okay, God, take it all except this. I'm gonna hold on to this one because I know that if I give you control, you're gonna give me somebody that's smelly, you're gonna give me somebody that's weird, you're gonna give me somebody that ain't cute, and you're gonna give me somebody that's boring. Why I thought that, I have no idea. Okay, maybe this is just a thing that us girls think about, I don't know about you, but the truth is, is that when we hold on to that much control, we start to crumble under the pressure of it, right? We, we start to hold on to it so much that man, I am never gonna let this go. And then it just becomes too much to carry where our only result is I have to let this go, right? I, I'm gonna choose to surrender. I'm gonna choose to give God the one area that I'm terrified of. And guys, it's such a lie when the enemy speaks to you and says no, You have to hold on to it. You can't trust God in that area. You can't trust him with your husband. You can't trust him with anything. But the truth is, is that in 30 days, I get to be married to the man of my dreams. I know, y'all can clap for that. He's here, he's cute, don't look at him, okay? I already got him. But like the truth is, is that when we surrender that control, he blesses us with even more. I mean, Casey's a man that goes above and beyond what I ever thought I would have control over what a husband was supposed to be. But it's when we start to relinquish that control that God's like, dude, you can trust me. And to give up to control is to surrender the things we want and it's to trust in a God who knows exactly what we need. And the last thing to know is Jesus really, the Lord over my life is have you even included him in it? See, some of us, we've been in this very room and we've gone through these life-changing experiences and we've sat in these very chairs and we've asked Jesus to come into our heart, to save us, to be the leader of our life. And maybe we've even had these goosebump moments and maybe for some of us, it's finally clicked of who God is. It's finally clicked that this man came to take away all my sins and it's finally clicked that you got to feel his love. But then after those moments, we just got up and left. 
and then what? Right? We had these crazy encounters in this room, but then the minute we left those doors, we kind of, we just left it in the room. See, God wants to be included in your every single day. Right? I mean, have you included him in it? In your bus ride to school, in your car ride to school, have you included him in it? Right? Have you brought him into, I don't know, your day-to-day getting ready, putting on your makeup? See, Pastor Madeline told me one time when she would get ready, because, you know, girls, we take a little while. That's okay. We look beautiful. Um, she told me that, man, the Lord was like, yeah, you're putting on your war paint. And the truth is, is that she chose to invite God into that moment with her. And maybe it sounds silly to you, but now she stands on that promise that, man, this is my war paint. Like, God's got my back because she chose to invite him into it. And I am in no way living a perfect life that honors God all the time, right? I'm human. We're going to mess up, which is why I need Jesus part of my day every single day, right? And the more of my realization of, of my need for Jesus, it's grown over time. And the more, the more that I need that, the more my desire to invite him in on my day-to-day increases, right? See, there's nothing that he wants more than our hearts, right? Jesus knows that we're broken. He knows that we're full of shame. He knows that we're gonna sin. He knows that we mess up, yet you are the one thing that he wants the most. And I don't know about you, but I can't go a day without inviting him into it. And I mean, if you stop and you think about everything you face on a day-to-day basis when you get to school and you have to face rejection or you face fear or you face bullying, everything you have to face, why wouldn't you invite him into it? And I can't help but think, why wouldn't I invite him into to everything? When I'm feeling overwhelmed, why wouldn't I invite him in when he says he'll give me peace? When I need a decision to be made, why wouldn't I invite him in when he says, I'll give you wisdom. I'll tell you what to do. I can't go a single day without inviting him into my life and I don't want to. And so I just wanna know, are you inviting him into it? See, some of us sitting in here, we don't have Jesus being the one who influences our life the most. Right, some of us in here, we, we, we want the control of our life. And some of us in here, we've never stopped and even asked Jesus to come into our life. We've never even invited him in to the day today. But guys, God never condemns us, but he will convict us when he's trying to make a course correction in our life. And the question is, will we allow the correction or will we push him away? Right, will we invite him into the day-to-day or will we push him away? Because sometimes we forget. We forget that Jesus is Lord. Right? We forget to invite him in. We forget that he should be the one that influences us the most. We forget these things. We forget that we, we get to surrender control to him. We forget it. And that's okay because you're human. But maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I'm tired. I'm tired of everybody else influencing me. I'm tired of being in control. This stinks. And it's a lot to handle. And I'm tired 
of not including him in. I'm tired of living overwhelmed when I know that I can have peace. I'm tired of trying to be the Lord of my life. I'm tired of trying to let my friends be the Lord of my life. I'm tired of it and I'm exhausted. See, the Bible says in Galatians 2.20a, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When we accept Jesus, right, when He comes into our hearts, we can invite Him to be the Lord, but ultimately it's our choice. And so I just wanna invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I don't really care who's sitting by you and you shouldn't either, because this is just a time for you and the Lord. It's not a time for distraction, but, but I just really feel like the Lord is like, I'm standing here and I'm knocking on this door and I just wanna know who wants to come in. I just wanna know who's tired. I just wanna know who wants me to be in my rightful place as the Lord of their life. I just wanna know if anybody wants peace. I just wanna know if they want me as much as I love them. And so if that's you tonight and you feel like, man, I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I'm worn out and I don't wanna do this on my own anymore. The great thing about Jesus is that we just have to ask for forgiveness and we could just tell him, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for letting other people influence me. I'm sorry for holding on to control. I'm sorry for not even including you in my everyday life. Will you be the Lord of my life again? And it's as simple as that. And that's all he wants. He just wants you broken, full of shame, full of everything. And he just says, I just wanna love on you. And I just wanna show you who I am. And I just want you to feel loved. And I want you to know that I'm always gonna have your back. And I want you to know that I'm always gonna protect you. And so if that's you, just take a minute and ask for forgiveness. Jesus, we're sorry. We're sorry if we've let other people dictate our actions. We're sorry if we've looked to everybody else and not you. And God, we're sorry for holding on to control when it's yours in the first place. When you know the perfect plans for our life, when you know exactly what you have planned out for our future, and all we have to do is step back and trust you. And God, we're sorry for not including you in our day to day. And so Lord, would you just forgive us? And God, I pray over each and every one of these students that, man, they would just feel your love tonight, that they would be encouraged that Jesus, you are the Lord of our life and you know exactly what's best for us. You know every single step we take, you know every single breath that we make. And Jesus, we just thank you for it. And we thank you that you died for us. We thank you that you love us despite every single thing that we've ever done and despite everything we will do. 
And Lord, I just pray over every single student, God, that you would just bless them, just bless them beyond measure. Lord, that they would just take the next step with you and just include you and talk to you and just wanna grow more in you, Lord. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.